Welcome to Unlocked with Jordi Karlinski. My name is Jordi Karlinski, and I'm a former professional athlete turned real estate agent based out of Aspen, Colorado. In this podcast, I interview business and real estate professionals, coaches across many industries, and other athletes to deliver educational and life-changing content. If you are someone who has a thirst for personal and business development, who seeks growth in all aspects of your life, and who wants to dive deeper into real-life current events as they relate to business and real estate, then this is the podcast for you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Unlocked with Jordi Karlinski. I am your host, Jordi, and I want to say thank you all so much for tuning in so far. I'm so grateful for the support, and this is my final episode of season one. In this episode, my guest is Danielle Pelicano of Pelicano Endurance Coaching. Danielle and I touch on how to stay motivated to achieve your goals, why developing discipline can help improve all aspects of your life, and the importance of building community when it comes to individual sports. And as you will see, Danielle has built an incredible coaching program in person and online that has done just that. Coach Danielle has extensive racing and coaching experience. As a former professional soccer player turned endurance athlete, Danielle has competed in a variety of disciplines from sprint to iron distance triathlon, dualathon, off-road Xterra, schemo, and road and mountain biking events, to name a few. Danielle's mission in life has been helping others reach goals they never thought they could. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Danielle. I'm really excited to have you on the Unlock the Jordy podcast. It is episode 10, so you are closing out my season one, and I'm thrilled to have you on board. So can you please give my listeners a background into who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So my journey <laughs> started with soccer, and I ended up playing Division two soccer actually in college and ended up getting recruited when the WUSA league began and ended up in Minnesota and played professionally for the Minnesota Lightning. And uh, what was very interesting about that, so I'm 41 and why I bring that up is I was that last generation in my opinion where there really wasn't much opportunity financially outside of college to continue playing sport professionally. And I know that's still a struggle to this day with the gender, with, with the gender pay gap and whatnot. But for me specifically, it was hard because in my late twenties, I just, there was no more opportunity to play and actually make a living at the, at the game. And so my, my kind of entrepreneur road began when my soccer career just Came, time was up, but I was still physically at my peak. And so for me, I transitioned into the endurance world. And that was just one of those friendly conversations where friends like, Danielle, I think your next thing should be Ironmans and marathons and you love to run. And at the time, when you go from a team sport into something that singular, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> and so for me, I, I dabbled in it for a year and I realized there was such an opportunity to transition into coaching. 
And I ended up opening a studio shortly after that, which I owned in Minneapolis for well over 10 years and started just training endurance athletes and became really a specialist in strength and conditioning. And I really feel like all of those chapters led to that and, and I've loved it. I absolutely love it. And so I'm still currently primarily endurance focused, uh, strength and conditioning coach. And then obviously I do program design for pretty much any discipline in that arena. So that's, I mean, it's so fascinating when I, when I think of sport, cause you know, when I was a competitive snowboarder, really the sky is the limit and we could keep going and going whether you were in college or not. And I always find that so fascinating and how you mentioned how soccer, you, you kind of just stall out. Like there is no, what seems like future for a competitive sport like women's soccer. And I mean, it's so interesting to me that some sports are like that still to this day. And so I guess for you, what, you know, as you transition to triathlon and um, other endurance uh, competitions, if you will, what was your biggest, what was the biggest difference between going from a team player to the singular athlete? And that's just it. The mental toughness you have in both sports, and, I, and again, this is completely like argumentative, to be honest. Each sport takes an immense amount of mental toughness. They just do. But going from a team sport where you have the camaraderie of others, there's a different level of accountability that I think is actually met easier because you have that community of friends and competitors. Whereas when you go into a, a team sport and everything is on you, your motivation to perform and to train is just different. It's just very different. And so for me, I was really happy that I had that year or two to just, there was no pressure. Do you get what I mean? I mean, I'd show up to these events and again, I'm not saying I'm old, but when I was in my twenties in the endurance world, I mean, in my age group, there was maybe four of us. <laughs> like yeah. that bubble of, of the endurance hadn't really like, like hit yet. So for me, I'm looking around and I'm just like, this is just a different sport. And I'm out there and I'm like, okay, you're just racing yourself. You're just racing the clock. And so I just, I love that I looked at it from a, like a, almost like an outsider looking in. For me, I enjoyed it, but I saw immediately that my best attribute would be as a coach in that sport because I was able to kind of create this team environment to these athletes. So when I started Pelicano Endurance Coaching, I, I mean, I'm talking, I started the brick and mortar I had all the compu trainers, like I went all in and I was like, I'm going to make this the most community driven team sport. And it was awesome. And I learned so much from it. And then I myself started to enjoy it more and became even more competitive in it and, and raced competitively for like six or seven years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think the motivation is such a huge aspect to, yeah, to transitioning to a, a single athlete and being on your own, um, your own team as a one person. And obviously, you know, having a coach is, you could call them a part of your team, but what were some of your tools if you did lose motivation? I mean, I can't imagine it was always easy. No, it's, it's definitely not. And I would say, and the biggest thing I tell people when they're just starting out in endurance sports is you got to keep it simple at first. You really have to meet the person where they're at. And I know we hear that a lot, but as a coach, I mean, I've, 
I fine tuned that skill set over a decade now. Like at the time, what I thought was small was still very large <laughs> for mm-hmm. most people. And so it's taken time for that perspective. And it's taken time being in the sport. I mean, you, you become seasoned. And I love that word because it, it means so much in so many areas. It means it in men- mental toughness, physical peakness, all of it. But I think to, to answer your question, to stay motivated, I think that was why that accountability piece and the community part was so important to create. And say you're, you're just getting into the sport and that's not your reality. You don't have that local run club or try club. It's just not feasible at the time or you're just not able to do it. For your own self, I do think it's a matter of, of always just keeping what your goal is in perspective. Do you know, just every day, I know it seems you know, cliche, but honestly, like, why are you waking up to do it? Like, why did you even create that goal for yourself? Because well, it's only for you if you think about it. And that's what makes the endurance stuff so awesome, in my opinion. It makes those athletes so badass. It's like, you're really doing it because you really want it. You're not carrying a team behind you. You're not really competitively racing professionally anymore, at least the majority of us. So for, for your own self, that, that positive self-talk has to be so strong. And I think that is the byproduct of actually picking something that kind of scares you or really challenges you because that, that takeaway is the biggest one. And for me, when I train people, like I'm happy if they podium, I'm excited if they become age group top threes and things, but the biggest compliment and for me to feel like I did my job is if you're like, if I, if you're like Danielle, Hey, that was incredible. I can't believe I just did that. I'm, I'm ready for another event you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's motivation itself. You've created that motivation. I'm not telling you to do it. And then, you know, you've tapped into that person and they almost like subconsciously don't even know that their potential is so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that. And I think having like what you said earlier on and having that, why, like, why did you set those goals? What the, the, the why behind your actions and your bigger vision is, I think so important. And even whether you're in sport as an athlete or an age grouper, or you're in business, just having the why to, you know, transition yourself when you are feeling unmotivated and just knowing your why is such a huge component of reaching your goals and ultimately your vision. And I think that that's amazing. I think about like, like if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Like another like Mm -hmm. simple tagline, but really think about it. You're really, you're you're so much further than average when you do the stuff that we have done and what people are doing. And I think the vehicle of training for something, it is so necessary, especially now, because it just creates discipline. It and, Mm -hmm. and if I'm able to help you do that, that's fantastic. But in the end of the day, I can give you the program. I can encourage you all I want and try to do, but it's up to you to really get up and do what's being asked. And, and doing that every day, honestly, without even knowing it, you're becoming so much better in everything else you're doing. You're being better with your family. You're doing better at your job. You, you just have created self-discipline. And that too is just a byproduct of sport. And it's amazing. Yeah. yeah and I mean, that's such a good Uh, point to touch on because just having that routine is is so important and I've noticed you know with my when I was competing in snowboarding and I had those that discipline and then retired from competitive snowboarding and 
got off the discipline and the routine and I could just see myself like downward spiral and, you know, feeling kind of lost. And, and one of my goals for, especially in 2020, when things go haywire um, and now we're in 2021, but one of my goals this year is to really get back into that routine. And, um, and I think it's, it's so, um, important to do that and to develop that discipline. Cause like you said, it does, it really translates through all aspects of your life. And it's like we, as we age, and I mean, again, as we age, meaning as we age out of a sport. So after college is done, and I hate putting that as like the baseline, but let's be like, I'm sure. just speaking to another athlete and yourself and you've, you've been to all the high ranks. So college, if you made it to college and you played on that level for many, that's the ceiling. And then it's like, now you have, you've been this athlete and now say you're in your thirties, your return to sport will tap back into that thing you loved. And all of a sudden it's just, it's, it's a different motivation. I think it comes in your life when it's in time and when you're ready, do you know what I mean? Because it, it requires you to be a little selfish. And I think being selfish is good. And most people are like, what? I don't feel bad saying it because if you're selfish, You're, you're paying more attention to self-care and all of those things that are, that just make you better at everything else you do and make you better with the, with the people around you. So for me, I just, the takeaways of committing to something is just so important. And for me, Mm -hmm. even when I was coaching at my height, I had to step back a little bit from racing. I mean, I was just burning every candle at both ends and that's back to owning a business and, and being the brands, being the coach. And Mm -hmm. I was just, one dimensional. And that is my biggest fear. When I was in my business, I was like, please never become one dimensional. And I woke up one day and I'm like, yikes, like everything. It's like the back to bacon game. Like everything was back to PEC. (laughs) So I had to take a step away and, and be okay. Actually being like, I'm not going to competitively race. I'm going to take time for myself, be better at coaching. And then I'm going to revisit racing when I feel like I've got a better handle on all of those, those different, you know, irons in in the fire and and it's been awesome because I've been back racing full-time for like two years now which is at the height of COVID and yet it's been so important for my mental health to do it yeah that's so awesome what races are have you been doing the last two years so well actually so even last weekend was the kickstart here of like the trail running season where they Mm -hmm. just have managed to figure out so I'm in Scottsdale they've managed to just make it as COVID friendly as possible. So you don't have the, the one downside for people that are like, I have a bunch of people racing for the first time this year that were like, I'm never going to do long distance. And now they're all doing long distance. And it makes me so happy. Yeah. You know, there, there's not that big, like ampness of the races. You know what I mean? Like they have you so staggered where, where I'm not taking away from the accomplishment, but I know what it really feels like when you're like, darn it. Like if you just, if you could feel that last element, you would be so hooked. You know what I mean? But the fact that these race directors have figured out a way to just send you off in, I mean, hats go off to them because what used to be a one day event, they're, they're staggering over two and a half days to make sure everyone is going off in very small waves of like four or five people. It's incredible. So you almost have to dig deeper in your mental toughness with these races because you're out there pretty much by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're running and you're looking ahead and behind. You're like, I'm either in first or I'm in last. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm and not you, sure you're not, but I'm going to keep running. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have the energy 
as pre-COVID that a lot of the crowd or the other racers can give you, I can imagine. And that's probably what you're kind of touching on is that you're, you're out there by yourself a lot. And for me, it's like, I like to feed off that energy and it's probably really challenging to be on your own, you know, in a sense. It's your point. I was in Aspen last week with the X games and I'm thinking like you guys, that sport is the, the king and queen of ampness. And I look and I'm like, that had to just be different as a competitor. It just had to be like to go and look out and have none of that cheering and loudness talk about again like a different probably anxiousness to competing because that sometimes that loudness becomes ambient sound too that becomes your norm and now you go to complete quiet and I think that's got to be like a game changer as far as performance good and bad but just different just different yeah and so I mean kind of touching on with like, what are some of the tools that you use when you are out there running on your own, when maybe you are used to feeding off that energy or you're hitting, you know, the halfway point on a long race or even an Ironman that's obviously hours long and you're kind of hitting a slump. Like, what are some of those tools in the moment that you use to keep yourself going? I, and I don't know if I've just been lucky to have the positive self-talk, but I am always my biggest fan. And I, I almost try to get my my athletes to be there. It might even feel conceited. I'm being serious, but like, I hate that those are the words that I'm trying to, I'm already trying to make like an apology for this. Do you get what I mean? And it's so weird yeah, that that's yeah. our nature where I'm like, no way. Don't apologize. Like, last weekend I'm out there racing and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I lit every match I had by mile nine. And I know I have five more miles to go. And that ability to dig just a little bit deeper you have to have positive self-talk in that moment. So to, to answer your question, like at that point of not even bonking, that's not even the word, but where you're at, your, you're just drained. You're mentally exhausted, which is what endurance will do to you. You have to be able to reflect on all the work you've done and know you have put in the work. And I always have to say that because when self-doubt creeps in, that is just a natural reaction when you're fatigued. When you're mentally tired, you're fatigued, self-doubt happens so does negativity it's just it's human nature it's also like scientific do you know what i mean like it's part of the psyche but if you can if you know that's happening and you start practicing in that even on training workouts and training runs like you can turn that and you'd be amazed at the effect that has on your brain and on your performance if you actually know and genuinely believe in it so when i'm training my athletes all the time like right now we have a race this weekend in Moab and I feel the self doubt and I'm not doubting like you, you know, people could be listening to this and be like, well, coach, like that's your job. Why would they be having self doubt? They've never run this far. <laughs> it's, it's a new goal is really, they're not seasoned. They're brand new into sport. Of course, the weather looks terrible. The distance is farther than most have run by like eight miles. That's significant. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that's where, I try to remind them of all the things they have done leading up to this event. Like, look at all the work you've put in and the sacrifice. And these are people with full-time jobs, kids at home. I mean, they're, you're, you've chosen to carve out this time for yourself. Then enjoy it. And, like, tell yourself you're a badass. I mean, you have to say that stuff. Yeah. You have to say it because it's true. Because if you don't, no one else is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But yeah. I don't, do, that's the only thing I've ever done. There's no like breathing technique I use. There's, it's completely the ability to just tune everything out and think about, holy cow, look at what I'm doing. Most people couldn't even do this distance if they, they, they wouldn't have the discipline to even train for it. So right then and there, when you step on the start line, you're already better than the majority. Do you know what I mean? And that's like just the reality of, so, of, of competing in sport. And I think you have to be grateful for the fact that you're physically able to do it. And I don't think that's being, that, that's not something we should just say with ease. I mean, that's a real thing. I look at it and I'm like so blessed that I've been able to get into my 40s pretty injury free and sign up and do these events and feel awesome during and after them. I mean, that's, that in itself is something. So those are things that I, I constantly have always practiced, but it's come naturally now because I genuinely believe in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, gratitude, positive self-talk, it's so important. And I think it's all whatever tool, you know, works for you and gets you or your athletes to the finish line is what's going to be best. You don't, yeah. Like you said, you don't have to have this you know, even if you don't do breathing, it's whatever works for you. And I think it's so important to, to test it out during your training, but just to know that you've put in the effort and all the time and the sacrifices that to have confidence in yourself, even just by thinking that is, is I don't know, from personal experience that has helped me get across finish lines as well. And, and you know um, better than anyone, especially in a high injury sport like yours, a lot of the time to get to these events and to get into these competitions and races to be healthy doing them is a win yeah it would yeah. be a win in itself I mean and that's not easy that's not easy and I'm not saying there aren't people lining up on the the start line this weekend with with you know ailments that are uncomfortable of course we all have them but your mm -hmm. ability to push through I mean the body is so much stronger then we allow it to be pushed sometimes that I'm always like yeah. you have to d dig deeper you just have to dig deeper because you're always stronger than you think you are. You just are. And there's something that you tap into when you hit some of those milestones, you tap into it. You just, you, you catapult off of it. I don't think you ever go back. That's the awesomeness. Once you've experienced it and you've kind of got that runner's high that we like to say in running, yeah. it's, a, it's a true thing though. And what that really is, is a confidence booster. In my opinion, that's what that is. Yeah, absolutely. And dopamine. We love dopamine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, why, tell me your coaching philosophy with the athletes and your programs. Yeah. So when I started PEC, you know, the tagline legitimately and, and on all of our gear and everything was I can and so can you. And the backstory on that is the I can came out of my last name, Pelicano, and it was supposed to be like this big marketing mm. campaign. Mm. And, I, and yet my, my marketing director, Tony at the time was like, no, Danielle, like that, that couldn't, that couldn't like signify more of what you believe in and what this business is. But I'm like, but Tony, it means I can do it. He's like, yeah, you're the brands. And why I'm saying this is I'm like, yes, I love this. But that was when I was racing full time. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can. And so can you everybody. And I realized that, that it was becoming more about like what I felt you could do because I could do it. And so we flipped that on its head and it was, yes, you can. And now that's what all the jerseys say. And that's like the team morale. And I, and I say that because my philosophy around that is that I'm like, yes, you can. Like almost with my, my, sh my shoulder shrug right now. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you tell me why you can't? Because my guess is yes, you can. If you create this goal, 
and you have committed to hiring a coach and you've committed to putting in the time, you're 100% going to reach it. And for me, again, like when I've said it, I'm like, I just try to teach people to take responsibility when they've made that goal. And, and I love that that's what my job is. My job is to remind you what you've signed up for, has reminded, I remind you why you're doing it and I keep you accountable. And for me, I'm always like, you have to push yourself. And so I like to think that with my approach is, it's a little intense and yet <laughs> there's a kindness to the intensity, if that makes sense. And, I, and why I say that is, it's why I've been able to work with both men and women equally and no problem if that makes you know as a female coach I actually probably have like more male clients at a time than I do women at times you know what I mean and I think that tough love resonates with them if that makes sense and yet with the women it does too but then there's a softness to that approach and that's where you do become their friends a good coach you have a good coaching athlete relationship you just do and then you really can tap into their full potential yeah otherwise just go and print off something on the internet and put it on your fridge and do it. And I'm not dismissing that. There are people that are so ridiculously disciplined at this point that that speaks to them. But the majority of people, they want that sense of community and accountability. And that's what PEC has been able to create. And even now with COVID and being more on an online platform, this weekend, for example, I mean, you're bringing in seven different people from different areas that are all part of PEC, but have never met each other. You know what I mean? But now they get to race together. So it's pretty yeah. special. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. And I mean, just, yeah. I, and I really hear it when you speak is like you're, you really value community and building that. And of course, with COVID now, and like you said, most all of your stuff going online, tell me more about that and how you transitioned your business when you had to go virtual, essentially. Yep. So I had moved down to Scottsdale to work with the LPGA. So I was transitioning in golf because like I said earlier, my, my biggest background is strength and conditioning. So injury prevention is like my biggest skill set, And that speaks to pretty much my ability to work with all kinds of athletes, especially people trying to get into the sport for the first time, because I am one of those coaches that believes in volume to a certain extent in the discipline, but I'm huge on injury prevention and training and teaching you how to kind of self have some of those nuances that are starting to kind of curb you as an athlete. And that's been the hardest part from the distance standpoint, because a lot of my clients now are all remote. Um, I love the technology. I love the ability to do use zoom and FaceTime and things like that. But I think I've only been successful at that because I'm so seasoned in my craft at this point where I can really coach with my words, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? But that, that lack of being able to physically touch and align and change has been challenging. So when I came down here, I got offered a position to travel with the LPGA and work on injury prevention with some of the golfers. I went to Australia, I came back, COVID was in full flux here in March. So that just went belly up. And so mm -hmm. I immediately went to online and just took PEC online full time from there on out. And I did what a lot of us trainers were doing. I started a virtual home team, which is all strength and conditioning on Instagram. And that was my way of literally going rep for rep with my clients. And part of me did that, to be totally honest, for my own accountability, because I, I wasn't yeah. any different than you, you know what I mean? I'm sitting here and I'm like, like, I need that too. So I'm like literally going rep for rep three times a week on these hour long videos. But I've been able to house this new product in the meantime, if you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. So now 
if you, Jordy, were like, hey, Danielle, I want to train, can you train me for an Olympic sprint or try this spring? I'd be like, awesome. I use Training Peaks as our communication for getting the swim bike rundown. But then the strength part, I mean, I could just connect you to these videos. You could be following along. So yeah. there offers that, that hands-on, like kind of special touch, I guess is the right word. So for me, I think Training Peaks has always been like a godsend. I think they have always been so intuitive. Do you know what I mean? Like their software is yeah. just so incredible that I would never not always push them and, and encourage people to be on that platform. Because a lot of new time athletes are always like, can't you just send me a PDF? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. great. But if they only knew how incredible things have gotten with Garmin and the syncing of watches and power taps, like it's, it's like having me in your room at some time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. So when I transitioned PEC full time, I launched the website, like it's finally complete, you know, better than anyone that that's no small project to get those things up and running. But um, that went live and there's just so many different avenues. You could be a virtual client. You could be a Training Peaks client. You, If you are where I am, I'm, I'm now just starting to run people in home and stuff like that. So it's just been, yeah. you have to be able to pivot. Yeah, absolutely. At agility and pivoting. I mean, that's, I feel like was the theme of 2020 and it still continues into 2021. 100%. So where can, tell me more about the platforms and where people can find you and yeah, get started. So, yep. DaniellePelicano.com is the website and I made it pretty user-friendly, so I, I'm hoping. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I definitely have tapped into the golf market. So there's, a, there's a, a golf segment to the page. There's an endurance coaching segment to the page. And then there's a personal training virtual segment to the page. And you just click on them and, and they're really informative. Um, I kind of dive deep into like my philosophies on each of them within the page mm -hmm. and everything from a point of sale is on there. Um, I do monthly, I do packages with the endurance. So my biggest thing is just setting up 15 minute free consults where you can just sign up yourself on the website, schedule a 15 minute consult with me and, and you, I can help you find races, which I have learned to mm -hmm. be a very valuable thing. Like I'm, I've cool. done that with most of my clients in 2021. I help you find something that I think meets your goals and then we just get you on a training plan and we go from there. Super cool. And then, so just give an overview. So I know you work with golfers, runners, triathlon, cyclists, you know, who else is in your wheelhouse of who you like to coach? For corrective exercise, injury prevention from a strength and conditioning side. So anything from a, where it's private training, if you're really like struggling with an ailment and want to get back to sport, that's my specialty. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. And then what, what's on the docket for the rest of the summer for you? I know, you know, you said running races are just starting up again. Anything else that you're looking forward to this in 2021? You know what? I'm, I'm going to get back on the bike this year. Uh, one of my clients cool. is like, we need to do the Breck Epic. So I'm going back to competitive mountain bike racing. So oh, nice. my that those stay that those stay on as planned and yeah. yeah that that was my main jam and so I just got back to running full-time last year because it was the only thing that was still happening and I was down here in this nice weather and I'm like awesome but mountain bike yeah. racing is my best sport cool and yeah. that's in Breckenridge you said it is yeah oh it's my like gosh. A talk about day. altitude it's great I love that it's a four <laughs> it's great oh, wow. I think you can do it I think you uh, should do it. I don't mountain bike. <laughs> no, you're like, Danielle, I'll be fly fishing that time of year. 
yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I'm open to mountain biking, you know, a lot of my friends do it. So it's like, kind of feel like I, if I want to hang out with them these days, that's what I got to do. So maybe. <laughs> I was when I was living there too. It was the same. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm back on the bike. Yeah. Um, well, that's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time being on this. I'll be sure to link your website, um, your coaching programs and your Instagram all in the show notes of this podcast. So everyone can reach you super easily. And um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked the episode and the show, please be sure to rate review and subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends. As a new podcast, this is the best way you can support the show. To see more about each episode or to connect with me, head on over to my Instagram page at Jordi Karlinski.